Ripley from Alien 3. Fuck, you're old. <laughs> ah, fake laugh, hiding real pain. Go get silver balls. You guys going for a bite? Early bird special? Oh, like there's something wrong with eating before sundown or saving money. No, you know that bad guy that you let go? He's got my girl. You're gonna help me get her back. Wait, is that you? Yeah, it's me, Deadpool, and I got an offer that you can't refuse. I'm gonna wait out here, okay? It's a big house. It's funny that I only ever see two of you. It's almost like the studio couldn't afford another X-Men. Salad episode 150, uh, part two, the chimichangas Whedon. and shawarma a-holes, the Whedon Cut. <laughs> we have returned to finish up our top 20 uh, comic book movies. Uh, top 20 best comic book movies. Um, as voted on by you, the Geek Salad audience, thank you. It's, it, it feels like it's been a week since we did this. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It feels like a week, but we are all dressed exactly the same. Again, Mike, you make that joke every time we do a two-part episode. I stink. Yeah. So, <laughs> it so, is tradition. Now. Yes, it is. It is. So before we get into the top ten, let's just quickly review the last ten that we we covered on the previous installment. Yes. Uh, starting with number twenty, uh, Dread. Nineteen. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Eighteen. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Seventeen. Batman. Nineteen eighty nine. Sixteen. Wonder Woman. 15, Superman 2. Uh, 14, X-Men, Days of Futures Past. 13, Batman Begins. 12, Captain America, The First Avenger. And number 11, Superman The Movie. So, are we ready to hit the, the top 10 now? Yeah. All right, folks, these are the ones that you thought were the best comic book movies ever. <laughs> I really hope you, it meets with your approval. I'll start. Um, previously on our 2011 list, this was number 9. Uh, now it's down to number 10, X-Men First Class. What did you just do to me? I accessed the brightest corner of your memory system. It's a very beautiful memory, Eric. Thank you. I didn't know I still had that. There's so much more to you than you know. Not just pain and anger. It's good, too. I felt it. And when you can access all that, You'll possess a power no one can match. Not even me. I like this was this was what X Men needed. This, this, was, this was my this was my favorite X Men movie, and you're right. After what happened with the Phoenix Saga, this is the movie they needed. Well, I mean, not only that. Before this, they had X Men Three. Then you had X Men Wolverine. 
uh, X-Men Origin. Origins Wolverine. Yep. And then you had... That's it. That's no, it. yeah, yeah, you're right. The thing with this movie is... Oh, all right, and I, I, first of all, this proved Andy wrong because I thought this was a stupid idea when I first heard about it. And then I watched it. I'm yes, like, you did. I'm so fucking wrong about oh, this you, movie. You, you, you pushed I, it on this very podcast. Very, on this very podcast. God damn what an idiot I am. Um, well, the fact that, I mean, one, the first thing they, they did right was bring back Brian Singer. Exactly. That was no, no. no this was Matt Vaughn. No, that's right, Matt Vaughn. Brian Singer was Days of Future. The past. thing with this movie is very similar to Captain America: The First Event. The conversation we had about that. It really it just isolates the time period. Yes. Yeah. It's not a lot of the shout outs, other things, with the exception of the Wolverine scene, and that's one of the one thing that Steve um, had mentioned uh, at Eight Cod on Twitter that uh, this is the best X Men movie because it's got the least amount of Wolverine in it. <laughs> See, I don't get his Wolverine hate, but I think a lot of it has a, to do with the over the overabundance of Wolverine in movies. That was a great scene, though. It was a great scene. It was, it he just, a, he didn't even have to say anything. He just fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, the thing that I love about this movie now, this is my favorite X Men movie. Yeah, it's my it's mine easily. It, I easily. Favorite? Yeah, really. Yeah, this is my favorite. This and is my this, third. This is my we third have had we had Days of Future Past offline. Days of Future Past is my second. Yeah, that's my third favorite. First, first off, do you want you? What is interesting about this movie? It kind of stood out to me today when I was thinking about it. You look at all the movies that we were, we've talked about and we are going to talk about. How much merchandising is behind these movies? Mm-hmm. This movie had almost no merchandising. The B- I well, think you can bring that on a single because, entity. Well, that's yeah, that's because of the licensing rights. Which are all belonging to Marvel. Right. No, this, Marvel this was around... This there weren't even toys. This was also around the time that Marvel kind of started putting X, the X-Men mm. as a IP in the back burner in the comic books. When did it this was, one come out? This, yeah, 2011. This was a year before Avengers. That All that shit between X-Men and Fantastic Four happened after the Avengers was released. But you started seeing it with this one. Because you... Well, well, actually, you saw you saw it with all the X Men movies. You know, there wasn't really a lot of marketing or a lot of toys. The uh, first two movies, remember. there were there, there were enough toys. The third one, who gave a shit? I, um, I, I, I honestly, I have a kind of feeling that after X three and X Men Origins Wolverine, Marvel was like, "All right, guys, all right, they, they're not going to do it. We're going to get X Men back. Then, then we can do a whole big thing." And then they came out with this, and they're like, "Oh crap." Well, the other thing with this movie too, well, and, you no, know, I'm with, talking like Marvel Publishing. This yeah, no, this is around Marvel right. Publishing. It's like well, let's Mar- put let's Marvel put X- well, Marvel Studios and Marvel Publishing are two separate entities, but right? Marvel Publishing is like let's this is you started seeing them put X Men in the back, and you, they did the same thing with Fantastic Four right. because they don't own because the move the Marvel Studios don't have the movie rights. You're seeing Marvel Publishing. Pulling the, back, pulling back from those characters. Well, know, the other thing with these X Men movies, the, the the from this one going forward, these are hard PG thirteens. Oh, very hard. These yeah. are very hard PG thirteens. These yeah. are about as close to a PG thirteen before you start moving into R rated territory. I mean, Emma Frost. I mean, come on. Yeah, let's not talk about Emma Frost. She's the weakest part of this movie. No, but it, you, like you said, hard PG thirteen. Right. In terms, no, between of... the you know, every one of these movies has a fuck in it. Oh yeah. Um. I think this might be the only one of the movies without any ass in it. Yeah, we don't have to go think about that too hard. Um, but what I loved about this movie, uh, first of all, I love the throwbacks of the costumes. The yeah. blue oh, and the yellow original, costumes. Yeah. I love Havoc is one of my favorite characters for no good reason. I love his powers, but I always felt like the Alex Summers in the comic books wore an egg beater on his head. And <laughs> it's just kind of a stupid looking costume. 
I love what they did with that costume. Yes. I love I loved how they handled that. I loved how they handled Banshee. Yeah. I mean, I was I was really upset that a lot of these characters got killed off in the, in the subsequent movie. But they were fun characters. But the great to thing watch. is, yeah, these were a lot of the Chris Claremont characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a lot of like, not the not the front line X Men. Right. But a lot of like the 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 early seventies. These were giant sized X Men yeah. number one characters. Yeah, I was exactly. Amazed that we did not get Thunderbird. I'm and sure. This, uh, I'm sure they enjoyed Days of Future's Past. I was a half expecting that that was going to be. Thunderbird was going to be a main part of whatever was going to follow um, First Class. Obviously, this is before Days of Future Past right. came out. I just, I just, I don't know. The, the casting of this movie can't oh, be beat. James McAvoy as... Michael yeah. Fassbender. Oh. oh, my God. Not only do I love Michael Fassbender in this movie, his theme, the Magneto theme, yep. when he walks into that German pub... Oh, yeah. And then just wreaks havoc on it. Oh, yeah. that, that's that's great scoring. That's awesome. Uh, but then, but then you see J- James McAvoy as Professor. You see a, a side of Professor X that you never. You see a playful side of him, and I yeah. love that. A playful that. side, but also like a womanizing yeah. playboy, and using his and using his you know things that you know that that he te- he, he like supposedly teaches. You know, like, you don't use your powers for your own self-gain. Right. Well, he's using it to seduce women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is like, like, every one of us would be like, yeah, I would do the same thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, if this one has a downside, it's probably with the villains. I don't know. I love uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Ba- Kevin Bacon he is just, great, he, but he, what about... No, oh, his, his, oh, you're right. His supporting villains... Emma Frost is terrible in this. But it's Kevin Bacon January had Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon had just the right amount of ham. On uh, the, uh, oh, no pun those, intended. Those mutton chops. Uh. <laughs> those are some fierce mutton chops. That's the thing. <laughs> Kevin Bacon was an actor waiting for this role. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, he was long overdue to show up in one of these things. And yeah. I'm glad that he didn't just show up as like some bureaucrat or something like that. He shows up as a legitimate... Like Oliver Platt? Exactly. He shows up as a legitimate supervillain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a great supervillain at that. A very powerful supervillain. But yeah, his oh, supporting just, character, Richter. Just seeing see the, the, the quarter oh. going through his brain so slowly yeah. and just getting sliced to the half. But his, yeah, his supporting guy, Richter. Oh. And a, a, a Weasel or... A Zazel. A Zazel. Who cares? Come on. Well, they, they missed that big opportunity with Azazel and uh, Mystique. Yeah. Because obviously, that's where Nightcrawler came from. What makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love this. I haven't watched this in forever, though. Yeah, I gotta watch it again. And usually, whenever it shows up on TV, it's usually, always that the end. Usually, they have it on Spike. Spike TV. Yeah. It seems to be on regular rotation. It's almost Spike. always at the end. So, by the time I tune well, into it, it's Magneto is holding all the missiles. And turning them back around. Yep. Yeah. That's the, that I catch that every single time. Where Charles gets shot in the back. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I gotta My say, dancing career. I gotta say, it's been it from you know. Oh, I can't, I can't pull up that wasabi. It's so heavy. To yeah, let's just lift up the uh, entire cap, you know, Capitals yep. uh, Stadium with just two oh, fingers. Jesus. But where are the Senators gonna play now? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he trained a lot in that in those 10 years. It was a good 10 years, though. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on? Yes, number nine. Who wants to take number nine? Mike? Yeah, number nine is the most recent movie on the list. Spider-Man Homecoming. Remember me? Uh, hey. hey, I need information. You can give it to me now. All right, chill. Come on. 
What happened to your voice? What do you mean, what happened to my voice? I heard you by the bridge. I know what a girl sound like. I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a man. I don't care what you are. Boy, girl. I'm not a girl. I'm a man. Come on, man. Look, who is selling these weapons? I need to know. Give me names or else. You ain't never done this before, huh? Deactivate interrogation mode. In my opinion. In, in my, my opinion as well. Opinion, I agree. The best Spider-Man movie ever made. I agree. Yes. It's not the best film with Spider-Man. It's not the, it. Yeah, it's not the best Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. It's you know what? It's tough. Let me say. Right, okay, because let me, let, me, let me say this. I think this is the best representation of the overall character. Yes. On, fi- on yeah. film. Because, and I've always pointed this out. I love Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Tom Holland as Peter Parker and Spider-Man nails it both. For, for me, Spider-Man 2 is a better overall movie, but when it comes to a Spider-Man movie, this one's got This is what I've been looking for. Yeah. Steve yeah. writes that Homecoming, uh, before you call for the reunification of Korea, just remember that Kim Jong-un is the reason why this movie exists. Yeah. Because the Sony hack revealed, uh, the North Korean ha- Sony oh. hack revealed that execs were considering negotiating with Disney to reboot uh, Spider-Man as part of the MCU. And then it went away, and they're like, "Ah, no, no, we it's actually happening." Yeah, because yeah, I, rem- I remember they both denied. No, 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 nothing. We're not talking. We're not doing it. No, we want to be dicks about Spider-Man. Yeah, the most popular character. He he fights alone. But but when they finally did announce oh that God, it was this, happen, oh, everybody's so oh. excited. I remember. Well, here's the thing too, because like, we got that. We got our. We we know we got you know we got it. Our our, our, our excitement wetted. With Civil War. As soon as you saw Queens pop up, you're like, oh yeah, here it comes. This movie does a great job of presenting Spider-Man without having to tell you shit. Right. I love the fact that they allude this, to stuff about the origin. This, this did what Batman 89 did. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man's already a hero. He's already a hero. We already know. How did, how did it happen? I just, I don't want to talk about it right now. What about the spider? The spider's dead right now. We, I mean, because we all know what happened. I mean, it's been told so many times. But, and, and Tom Holland was a fan. All right, he's the he is the he's the total package when it comes to Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. He does both things really, really well. Right, exactly. I, I really, I love the way they did this. I love the liberties that they took with this too, because obviously we didn't do the Spider Sense in this one, which you know some people are going to complain about because people are going to complain. Hate is going to hate. I, 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 I'm one hey, of those believe me, right. we will get the Spider Sense in. Uh, he I, had he I, he had it. There's just no visual. Re- spider Sense is one of those things that hard you've, to vi- visual you've got represent. enough to deal with in this story right. that it's yeah. like the last thing you need to cram in there. I mean, but because in the, in and, I, and I've said this before, because for his power, a lot of for his powers to work. He needs the spider sense. They right. work hand in hand with all his other powers. In the Infinity War trailer, you see evidence of the spider sense. I I, I, I say he had it, but it right. just didn't show it. Yeah, but I did like the you didn't suit. Need to. You didn't need. You don't need to because you know he has it. Yeah, I loved the suit. Oh, the suit! I loved how like as soon as he got this, like when he got the suit, he became so reliant on it that when like Tony took it away to say. If you if you're not if you're not here with the suit, then you don't deserve it. I like yeah. the suit. fit. I like the suit. I love the suit, but I still say the the suit in Amazing Spider-Man Two is the best representation of the comic book suit. Uh, 
It is the most comic accurate suit okay. in any of the Spider-Man right. movies. I, will, I won't. I won't disagree with you on that. But I, I will, did but... like the with with the the homecoming suit. I like the underarm webbing. Like that, the, that's the straight yeah, out of Bitcoast. Right. Yeah, I the original, also, but not the current. But... I do like the thing with the eyes. I know it's a small thing. I like the thing with the eyes. No, I like it too. And very representative of the comic book. I yeah. like it too, and they made it work. They they had a good right. explanation for it. But again, like I said, I think for me personally, I think the most ac- comic accurate suit is Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. That said, this is a way better movie. Yes, I like the suit. <laughs> Tom Holland did a doubt. Tom Holland did a great job. He did a solid Peter job Parker with this. And, yes, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And they did, the writing had enough of the humor on both ends to make you understand that, yeah, basically as a Spider-Man fan, these, this is the Spider-Man you want. Yeah. You I, what I loved about it too is that he's still a superhero in training. The fact that yeah. he's going to go long hours of the day, not having to fight crime, but just kind of like... Bored out of his mind. Bored out of his mind. Hey, Spider-Man, do a flip. Yay! <laughs> um, I, I really, you know what, I really... She's a very controversial character in this movie, but I really, really liked Zendaya, Zendaya's character. As in, um, and now I know she's not really Mary Jane. That was thrown in there as a is just really to troll the fans. Yeah, right. Michelle. Yeah, I I liked her a lot. I loved that. I mean, what I liked about her was she's a real high school student. Yeah, I yeah. love the bit with her. Like you know, saying I'm not going to go into this this monument built by slaves. No, that wasn't. Yeah, that's the guy's like. And then, yeah, the security guard. Yeah, <laughs> um, she was she was a lot of fun. Uh, let's talk about Michael Keaton. Oh, I think probably arguably the best villain in the MCU. How do you get a second bite at the apple? Like this guy's gotten a second bite at the apple in terms of just the nerddom. The scene in the car. Oh my the god! The menace god. was powerful. When you don't that. need the suit, when you can just threaten his life, and the way that he just like. Piece it together really, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, it's one of those. One, he, he's the villain that's the most relatable mm. yeah. in the MCU because you understand his motivation. Right, he got screwed. And you're thinking yeah. to yourself, would I have the willpower? If, if I had access to this technology, would I have the willpower to just be a good guy and just say, just turn it, it in? Exactly. Just turn it in. When a billion, a multi billionaire. Just screwed me out of my my you know my life's work. Yeah, exactly. Out of my living. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. I love the little asides to some of the side characters. The shocker. Yeah, okay. yeah. that was great. And um, the uh, the hint at Miles Morales. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And my nephew lives over there. Yeah, I also like that bit too. Oh come on, man, can you do it? Well, no, you're kind of a bad guy. It'll dissolve in like an hour. But I have ice cream in here. <laughs> Donald there was, was awesome. so much. There was a lot of great humor in this movie. Ned, oh Ned was awesome. It, oh, Ned was great. We've got a guy in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just love how. What are you doing in here? Watching porn. porn? <laughs> I loved how it fit. Yes. In in the, in the grand scheme of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I love that there are these puzzle pieces that just fit. Yeah. And again, this is this is a Kevin Feige thing. Everything yeah. has its place, but it still can stand alone on its own. Yeah. Obviously, you know, if I was going to show my kids Spider-Man: Homecoming, 
they kind of have to have some familiarity with Tony Stark as Iron Man first. Yeah, right. It's easily you could just do with Civil War. Oh, I mean, yeah. TJ loves, he knows Tony Stark. Yeah, well, my kids have watched the airport scene from Civil War enough mm-hmm. that they know who all the characters are. I, I do love the character arc for for uh, for Spider Man though. Um, like in when, at you know at the end when he you know I guess it's spoilers here. Yeah, okay. uh, hey, don't worry. We're way beyond spoilers now. But well, I mean, when when he when he, like he sees the suit and he just he turns it down. Yeah, he just he wants to do his own thing. But um, I love I love Tony's reaction because that was not the reaction he was yeah. expecting. He's like, "You're teaching me a lesson." He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he he'd been like, you know, like the first in the first couple of scenes, he's like. All right, so 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 uh, he like, keeps ta- keeps texting Happy Hogan. Yeah. Like, what, what can I do now? Is there something for me to do? What can I do? And the funny is that you know what? I'm I I, I want to be my own guy first. Yeah. But but I also love and, and and I know the marketing leaned heavily on Iron Man. I love that. But they didn't the, use but did he no. used it enough? Just perfect. And I yeah. loved how they used him. And I love Tony's kind of little story in this. Is like, you, you know, you, you had. Peter just basically, you know, like a typical teenager rebelling against his father figure going, you never believe, you don't never listen to me, you don't believe me, yeah. I gotta do this, and, and, and Tony's like, who do you think believed you, who do you think put the FBI agents there, I do listen to you, and this yeah. is, and, and, and it's, like, it's like that typical, yes, your parents may act like assholes, but there's a reason why they act like yeah. assholes, right. and I think it's that when, when Peter comes to that realization, like, oh, okay, and then decides, well, I need to figure these things out on my own. For me, my favorite, favorite scene in this movie, hands down, is when he's under all the rubble in in that warehouse. Yes. And oh, that's he, like, and he sees the reflection of his face in that. Yeah. With the oh, but, that is, but that is such a classic callback to to a I know to, to a classic Spider-Man thing. But it also just says, if you don't have, you know, if you're if you're not a hero without the suit. Then what are you? And, and Mike, when he when he starts lifting his head, he come on, Peter, and then he says, "Come on, Spider Man." He yeah. has to, he has to believe he is Spider Man in order to get to find the strength to get out. It is a great movie. Oh. Can't wait for I, this. This is going to bear multiple repeats. Oh, this is going to be watching a lot yeah. in my house. Oh, big time. My kid, my kids love Spider Man. Just because, again, you know, Superman, Spider Man, my one and one A yeah. are yeah. interchangeable for me. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. Joe, I think you're up next. All right. Number, number eight. eight. Sticking with the web slinger. This was at number six the last time. Now at number eight is Spider-Man 2. <laughs> guy named Otto Octavius winds up with eight limbs. What are the odds? Hoffman! Yeah. What are we going to call this guy? Uh, uh, Dr. Octopus. That's crap. Uh, uh, Science squid? Crap. Dr. Strange. That's pretty good. But it's taken. Wait, wait. I got it. Dr. Octopus. Uh, but, uh, I like it. Of course you do. Dr. Octopus. New villain in town. Doc Ock. Genius. What, are you looking for a raise? Get out. Getting to what Mike said earlier. Yes. Spider-Man Homecoming is a better Spider-Man movie. This is a better just underscored movie. Film. This film. Is film. Yeah. This is... This is a Sam Raimi kind of auteurish film. Oh, really? And also, according to Steve, this is also the last time that uh, you can mark on your calendar Sam Raimi gave a fuck about making a good movie. Okay. Think about it. Yeah, true. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is a beautifully made movie Mm. for someone like Sam Raimi also who who preferred to shoot in 185 uh, scale. Mm. 
to switch to 235, you know, the, the Panavision scale for a Dr. Octopus yeah. is a big leap as a filmmaker to I, do that. I, I love I love his callback to Evil Dead where in, in the, uh, the scene where the, the tentacles come alive yeah. for, for the first time in the hospital, that's a very Evil Dead where he's got the, the point of view shots. Right. And this is really kind of like the first superhero film where the the villain is developed as a fully fleshed out character and yeah. not some parody not or caricature yeah. of a bad guy. Yeah. You know, and I had said I've said this multiple times about this movie. The way that Alfred Molina approached this character mm-hmm. was brilliant because there was a point in this movie where like I hate you, movie, for making me like this guy. And I'm going to feel bad for this guy because I know what happens to him. Yeah. yeah. The second they introduce him to his wife, and what a great guy Otto Octavius is. What a genius. And then you see, you see, like, Peter idolizes this guy. Yeah. This is the guy Peter wants to follow, you know, be be like. But the, the, the fact is, is that he is so well fleshed out that his catharsis at the end of the movie makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Yes. When he says, I will not die a it was, monster. It was, I found, and, and I love Spider-Man 2, but you find Otto, you, you find Dr. Octopus's character arc more compelling than the Spider-Man arc. Because, well, no, the Spider-Man losing his powers and getting, mm. being under stress, you know how that's going to end. You know how that it's going to work out in, in, you know, in the long run. Because one, if you read the comic that's one books, in every fifty Spider-Man issues. Exactly, too. he's always has he always has doubts. Right. But the character art for Octavius, like you said, how he had that that come to Jesus moment at the end was wholly unexpected. Right. You're thinking mm-hmm. Spider-Man's going to put him down. No, you you're not expecting Octavius to basically put himself down. Right. I, I love the fact he was he was resigned to his own fate and was going to make it right before he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is that is. It's brilliant filmmaking. It's great acting. Alfred Molina, I think, is a very underrated actor. Oh yeah, I love I love it when like kind of similar to that when he when he um, at the end when he's like no when he's talking to his tentacles he's like yeah. no now you're gonna listen to me yeah like I'm in charge here we're doing we're we're not gonna go out like a villain right and I love that and I mean there's certain things about the movie that I don't think have aged particularly well. Um, the subway scene when he finally stops the train. Yeah, I could really. Yeah. Mm. It, it's it's one of those things. I was like, oh, okay, I'm 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 fine with it, I guess. <laughs> I, and I mean, I like the fight leading up to it. Yeah, I, I still, I don't know. I, looking back on it, I don't think. Um, what's her name? Oh. Kristen Dunst. She was not a great Mary Jane. No, no. Uh, most people will, will not argue with you on that anymore, mm-hmm. especially after what Emma Stone did with um, Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Plus, I'm, always, I'm you know I'm, I'm a purist. I've always felt that Gwen Stacy should always should always come first. Yeah. Before Mary Jane. Uh, I mean, I, I I didn't mind that too much, but just she 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 was a damsel in distress. That that was the only point for her in that movie. Really. Yeah, exactly. But what I like about the Raimi Spider-Man movies, at least the first two, is that they get shit. Done. Yeah. Yes. There is no pussyfooting around about it. They they set up the conceit very early on, and in Spider Man Two, it's that you know now he's trying to balance being a superhero with with life, a thousand other life things. Exactly. I mean, the scene where he's he's trying to deliver pizza, yeah. or otherwise he loses his job. He's like he decides, you know what? This isn't me running in a scooter in, in downtown Manhattan traffic isn't working. 
It'd be faster if I did it as Spider-Man. Right, exactly. But then he still he, messed it up. But then, he, well, he messed it up because he had to save two kids. Right, exactly. You know, and then the guy's sitting there eating the... He's trying to eat the slice of pizza and he snags <laughs> it back. With organic webbing. Ugh. You know what? I'm fine I, with I the organic no webbing. No, 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 I don't have it, but I'm just saying, oh, you yeah. know. It's like the one thing nobody bitched about when they when it came out. No, I mean, it worked. When it, it came out. And then when Amazing Spider-Man was announced, it's like, oh, we're going back to web shooters. No, like, to be honest, nobody right. cares. I don't think anybody cares either. Right. And at this point now, I mean, with the, with the way they have Tom Holland, I love what they do with that. Yeah. Oh, when he was sitting... Especially the fact he's that he's stealing chemicals well, from he's, school. He's sitting there in science lab, he's getting bored, so he pulls out the draw and he's, he's mixing up, you <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. web, webbing, and he's like, oh, move. I love it like, when he like changes it on a fly. He like just pops out the old cartridge, puts a new one in, and he's right? Like, oh, start right. Well, but like, yeah, yeah like, but in terms of Spider Man too, he doesn't need to do that because he's yeah. using organic weapon. He just but needs to eat a lot of protein. I did. I do enjoy. I do enjoy this movie. I haven't watched this movie forever though. Yeah, I gotta watch it again. I mean, the, the, the biggest weakness is yes, Kirsten Dunst, and uh, let, let's just talk about Harry and his alcohol problems real quick. Ugh. We get it. We get it. You know, you're, you're setting up in, you, in the Hobgoblin. Okay? Right, which, yeah. Which, which he wasn't be, even the Hob guy. He you're was tearing me apart, Spider-Man! Oh, God. <laughs> That's a reference to Harry... Um, yes, I know. It's, it's, yeah, the disaster yeah. artist. Yeah, all in all, it's a, it's a really good movie. I love movie. this movie. I really do. This was one of the first comic book movies to really garner like serious Oscar yeah. talk, too. And as far as I'm aware, I think it's the only Marvel movie to win an Oscar for Best Special Effects. None of the others have won for Spider-Man. None. No. None. That's BS. It is a fucking shame, especially because Suicide Squad is a makeup Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They should have gone to Star Trek. I'm sorry. should have won a dancing Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're ready to move on. All right, so number, number seven. Oh, our former number two. How far? Well, you, you, you well, just doesn't the quality right. of what's come out since. Iron Man. Miss Fox. Yes. Can I speak to you for a moment? I'm, I'm not part of the press conference, but it's about to begin right now. I'm not a reporter. I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. You know, we've, we've been approached already by the DOD, the FBI, the CIA. We're a separate I... division with a more specific focus. We need to debrief Mr. Stark about the circumstances of his escape. I'll put something in the book, shall I? Thank you. Robert Down is Steve writes Robert Downey Jr. is an action hero. Let that sink in for a minute. But it works. It works perfectly oh, well. Yeah. I mean, this is a. I mean, it, it's if you think of it this way, Tony. The story of Tony Stark is a redemption story. Yeah, always has been. Yeah, Iron Man is a redemption story for Robert Downey Jr. In so many ways. In Absolutely. so many different ways. I mean, this wasn't the movie that put him back on the map. But it kind of was. I would say it was. And his kiss, bang, bang, was the first one. Like, oh my god, he's sober and he's really good now. Yeah, but I, yeah I this came out a year later. But you remember when it was announced that he was cast, there was a lot of, like, what? Yeah. Well, one, Iron Man's a C-level character in the, in the Marvel canon at the yes. time. Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, he, he, Marvel, maybe because this movie was coming out, Marvel was pushing it, trying to push him up into... With Civil War, they were trying to push him up into the uh, into the A tier, but for the longest time, he was a C level. Yeah, character. exactly, exactly. You know, and then you hear John Favreau is going to direct. I'm like, okay, With the guy who directed Elf, right? Exactly. And then Robert Downey Jr. is like, okay, is he going to stay clean and sober long enough to do this? 
I, I, this wasn't the one that brought him back I, into the limelight, but it was the one that revived his career. It, it definitely I would, did. I would say th- I would say this is the casting of Robert Downey Jr. was probably as controversial as as the the, as Keaton, no, the I, Keaton. I, I agree. I agree. No, I remember it was very controversial. When it was when announced, everyone that I remember talking to was like, "That's that's pretty spot on right there," because mm. he looks like it. Until until you saw the picture, no, until until I saw the movie and the way he acted in it, I was like, okay, yes, that is Tony Stark. Up until I I saw it, I had my doubts. I I didn't. I was actually on on board with it. Because my my picture of Robert Downey Jr. was still like the 80s, 80s, 90s. I I wasn't all that. I I had seen some of those movies, but I wasn't, I didn't like really. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand what you're saying. But in terms of this movie, yeah, this movie is well made. It, it does a great job establishing the character, DC. Um, yeah, this movie should not have worked. No, this this movie on, easily, on its face, it should not have worked. Yeah. And when you know what I did last time I watched this, and I, I found it on Amazon Prime because I was too lazy to you know put the Blu-ray into the <laughs> the same device that <laughs> I used to watch Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Um, I was I was watching it, but I decided when I was watching it, I was going to watch it as a standalone movie, and not not the first part of a much greater spectrum of movies. Right, and it works. Oh yeah, it, because realistically speaking, I had known to sit until the end of the credits when I went to go see it in the theater. But watching it is like, you know, it's almost like it doesn't enter your mind. This is a this is a small cog in a larger machine. Yeah, until until you figure out that Phil Coulson's part of Shield, right? You really don't put the bigger pieces together. But thinking, you could oh. even use that though as just okay, fan pander, right? I, I I mean, and it's actually it's actually surprising how little you see of the Iron Man suit. And that's that the thing too. One. I've always said that you know, for the most part, when you watch a superhero movie, you want to see the actor in the costume, right? This is the first movie. That's the opposite. You don't want to see. You want to see. Robert Tony you want to see. You want to see Tony Stark. So good. Yeah. yeah. You don't see him in the in like the the Mark II suit until about an hour and a half. Yeah. In. yeah. It's a long time, and when he does it, it, cleans up. Five minutes done. And the humor is so fantastic. Oh, the, the humor is great in it. The fact, the, the banter between him and Rhodey, between him and, and Jarvis, uh, and Jarvis, him and Pepper, and Dum Dum, and Dum Dum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You spray me again with that thing. I'm going to donate you to a community college. <laughs> it just... The movie on the whole works. And I love... There's a lot of little sides to it. And yeah, I mean, now when you look at it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a small part of a much larger thing. Right. But it definitely does a great job of introducing you to this mythos, which is something I really feel... Universe building movies fail at doing. Oh, big time, big time. And that because was it, that was crutch for the Mummy. The Mummy, exactly. They, they, they try to shove too much in at once yeah. rather than let it happen organically. Right. Yeah. Or in the case of something, even something like Man of Steel, which again, not well, a Man, of Steel, Man of Steel as a standalone movie would have worked, and the fact that they had the little nod to Bruce Wayne, the Wayne Tech, right, yeah. with the satellite, that would have been enough. Oh, hey, let's but do a that, Batman. It, it movie. was a terrible gateway. No, Man of Steel. Yeah, they should have probably done a sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah. Or, yeah, the fact that they decided to jump from Man of Steel directly into Batman v Superman right. was a mistake. Man of Steel alone doesn't need, didn't need to be... It's a good st- as a standalone movie. 
As a standalone movie, it's really good. The, the problem that you probably would have hit with uh, Man of Steel 2 is the same problem that they hit with Batman v Superman they hit with Iron Man 2. Is that essentially they were just kind of... It's a commercial for the next... The, for the bigger... For the bigger universe. The bigger yeah. thing. No, because... Iron Man... After Iron Man came out, what came out? Incredible Hulk. And then after that? Iron Man, Iron Man 2. So you still had a little bit of world building. You had a little bit of world and building. And then Iron Man 2 was like, Here's the world! Yeah, flashing lights! Flashing lights! Hey, guess what? We got the Avengers coming! Yeah, it's like, yeah, but it's it, it's an okay movie. Right. But it could have been better. I'm just saying, in terms of the gateway, Iron Man, I think, did a better job of just opening up that gateway. Yeah. Because they left the door a little bit open. Yeah. There was nothing really to, to hit you in the face. Because I remember when, in Man of Steel, when they showed the Wayne, the Wayne Industries satellite, satellite, you could hear the ejaculation no. in the theater. In the theater. But DC itself, because I don't think at the time they were thinking, we're going to make a giant... Oh, they were absolutely... No. Thing. It was a year after Avengers. They, they, right, a year after. But they but they saw how successful Avengers was. Yeah. Man of Steel was in production when, when Avengers came out. Right. So right. Man of Steel itself wasn't meant to be the foundation for this right. giant... But the, the, the Wayne Tech thing is easy. Is that, that's, a, that's a post-production thing. That is a quick... One week post production edit. To be fair, Iron Man had one of those as well. That's true. They did. H- had that blink and you miss it. Uh, half built um, Captain America shield on the table. Yeah. yeah. No. No. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that they that they did a um, better job. You know. They, I think that Iron Man did a better job introducing the larger universe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's nothing really to you know. It, it it's not it's not relevant to this conversation. No. So let's. Mm-hmm. Let's either continue or move on to a different movie. Let's move on to a different movie. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Number six. Who's not? New to the list. It's me. That's uh, you. Go ahead. Uh, warm up the fucking chimichangas. It's Deadpool. <laughs> that was <laughs> Bandhu in the trunk. Bandhu? My romantic rival, Bandhu. He's tied up in the trunk. I'm, I'm doing, as you said, DP. I plan to gut him like a tandoori fish, then dump his carcass on Gita's doorstep. I did not tell him to do that. Absolutely not. He got lost in translation. Dopinder, this is no way to win Gita's heart back. I'm so proud of you. Drop Bandu off, safe and gentle-like. Kill him. And then win Gita back. The old-fashioned way with your boyish charm. Kidnapper. Um, let me find what Steve wrote here. I gotta, I gotta tell you, if you, anybody who was ever worried about, um, what do you call it? If anyone's worried about an R-rated superhero movie actually making bank, oh yeah, sixty million budget pulls in what seven hundred and sixty? Seven hundred sixty million. Steve writes proof that Rob Liefeld has the occasional good idea. Still much like Ryan Reynolds' status as Hollywood leading man, this almost never happened. Um. This is uh, probably the greatest do-over in history. This this is a movie that shouldn't have. That there's no way it should have worked. Nah, it's tough. It, it, you know, honestly, you know what? No, yeah, and and I agree with Mike because Deadpool is kind of a niche character. He is a niche character. I wasn't a fan of Deadpool until I saw this movie. No, I wasn't either. I I I I, I found Deadpool to be annoying. Right. But then I watched this movie. Like, all right, okay, I'm I get good. it now. I'm good. I get it. 
I understand if I if I read the comic books like I'm watching this movie. This movie does so much right in terms of just a rebuilding Ryan Reynolds. Oh, this is this revitalizes his career. Rebuilding oh, yeah. the character of Deadpool. If all you know him from in the cinematic universe is X Men Origins Wolverine, Ugh. the fact that they actually poke fun of that. In oh, the movie, times. in the movie with one of the, with an action with figure. the action figure. Hey, that's my most prized possession, and that actually turns out to be uh, "Make It Big" by Wham. <laughs> and, and they and, earn that exclamation point. <laughs> and uh, I mean, not only that, but this this movie is actually it's a solid love story. It's a it's a it's, fun love story. Oh, it, is, it is so good. But what I what I love about this movie is it's not it it. It's not pretentious. No. In any way, shape, oh, or form. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a, it, it knows it wants to have fun. When it's serious, it's still trying to be funny. It's yeah. self-aware in the right way. Right. Uh, it, it, everything, you know, you, you hate, you want movies, sometimes when movies are self-aware, they kind of overdo it and it just kind of becomes, okay, we get it, yeah. we get the joke, yada, yada. But this does it right, you know? Yeah. You're gonna be killed by a zamboni in, in four minutes. <laughs> Where's Francis? I'm looking for a 200 pound sack of assholes named Francis. <laughs> Even the stuff when he's being tortured, and it's like, okay, Francis. Yeah, I saw your name. It was on your dry cleaning, and uh, you got a little something on your on your, in your teeth. Just a little bit of salad, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god! When he when he hits that when he hits that lady, that girl. Oh my god! I am so confused right now. <laughs> I'm and, so sorry. And speaking of like you know like side characters, Colossus, Negasonic Teenage. It's the first Warhead. time they've done Colossus oh. right. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. It's just <laughs> so awesome. He hits him in the crotch. Bang! Oh my god! Your wife. Your poor <laughs> wife. <laughs> I love that bit though with with uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, where she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Are we late for uh, the early bird specials?" <laughs> That's fine. I'm gonna watch that one again too. That is a movie that if it's on HBO, I will oh, immediately I will move to I will that channel and watch it. I, you know, it's weird. It's almost as if the studio wouldn't afford, wouldn't pay for afford- too many more X Men. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it it works on so many levels. It's so much fun to watch. Oh, oh yeah. it is, and the action sequences, just the bo- you don't get action sequences like this very often in no. mainstream comic book movies. The balls out blood and guts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The twelve bullet scene, twelve okay. bullets, count them down. <laughs> Seven, six, five. Fuck! Stupid Deadpool! Bang! <laughs> Deadpool! There, there's so much in this movie that I, I, I this, this is a movie where, um, like almost every single piece fits perfectly. They couldn't have done anything better in this movie, right? And <laughs> I got, I hit a stash of, I hit a kilo of coke in the house. Good luck finding it. No, no, I, I hit right next to the <laughs> cure for blindness. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> He walks. She. He walks by her. Farts in his drive-by. Yeah. This is a guy that nobody should like, but he makes you root for him. Oh, the fact that he left all the guns in the cab as he's driving off. <laughs> oh, dude, the cabbie. Yo, oh, yeah, yeah. Such a surprise. Such a wonderful uh, surprise. This is. I mean, it's it just. It works, and it's something that I, I. I love that Fox has decided to embrace this. The R-rated yeah. comic book movie. 
Uh, it works really, really well. I can't wait for Dead. I mean, the, the preview in front of Logan. Yeah. For Deadpool two was so great. <laughs> he runs into the into the floor booths. <laughs> he call, he calls up the costuming department. It's like, oh man. Oh. It is you know, it, it is fan. I guess I guess we've run out of breath. Let's. Yeah. Oh, I, I am so ashamed of you. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Don't kill him. Joe, I think you're up next. All right. Coming in at number six. Number five. Number five. That's right. I'm sorry. Number five. Captain America, Civil War. I asked her once how she managed to master diplomacy and espionage in a time when no one wanted to see a woman succeed at either. And she said, compromise where you can. Where you can't, don't. Even if everyone is telling you that something wrong is something right. Even if the whole world is telling you to move. It is your duty to plant yourself like a tree. Look them in the eye and say no. You move. Uh, my favorite my Civil it, Captain America. I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. No, I take it back. Yeah. No. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's number two it's for me. It's my favorite Captain America movie. Steve writes, it's best not to think too hard about the plot of this movie and just think about that fucking awesome airport fight. <laughs> this this is my favorite comic book movie of all time. Really? This is my number one. This I adore. For, for so many different little reasons. Apart, it, Least of which is the fact that this is Avengers 2.5. Yeah, basically, yeah. This is this is a semi sequel to and this the would, Avengers, and and this would be higher on my list if it wasn't for that fact, right? Because it's it's basically and it's really the in between between Age of Ultron and but, Infinity but, but even War. still, it's built into that one goddamn awesome scene, the scene that every cinematographer should have to learn in film school. Yeah, because that is how you film a coherent fight scene. Yeah. Um, it it it, it flowed it flowed from one person to the next to the next and it, it, there was no it was seamless. And you know what? I love the scripting. Oh the, yeah. The 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 the, 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 the plot, dialogue, the dialogue, the plotting, the and the plotting. pacing of this movie. Now here's the thing, and I find this really interesting because it, it, it's it's really more coincidence than anything else. The plot of this movie, for you know, give or take a little bit, with a grain of salt, it's very similar to Batman versus Superman. Kind of convoluted. Uh, yes, exactly. But this one kind of works better, and there's no jars of piss in it. No. No, I, um, I, I You know what? A lot of people kind of like say that um, Baron Zemo was like a terrible villain. I thought he was I, a great thought, villain. I thought he was... He's, he was he's in my top He's in my top three you can kind of best Marvel villains. You can, you can kind of understand his motivations. Absolutely. But I think my favorite character in this is Bucky. Oh, he was I great. I love Bucky in this. Especially his interactions... With Falcon. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jesus. Can you move the seat forward? No. no. I hate you. You couldn't have done that earlier? I hate I you. I hate you. <laughs> but, and yet, after, when uh, Cap gets, kisses, kisses Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> they're both just in there. And just nod their heads. <laughs> this movie, well, first of all, Zemo works because he's actually the only one to succeed in doing oh, yeah. what no one else did. Yes. He broke up the Avengers. Yeah. And that astounds and still, me. And he's still alive. Yeah. yeah. He's but he's coming back. That astounds me how many people miss that that detail when they're complaining about him being a weak villain. I, I love it. Like, at the, at the end, when he's, I think, I'm pretty sure it's when he's talking to uh, Black Panther at the end. He's like, 
you know, like, strong, like stronger men than me have tried to take on the Avengers and fail. But if you break them from if you from within, from within, within yeah, there's no coming back from that. Right. I honestly can't say, with the exception of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I've had a better time at the movies watching a comic book movie. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with that airport scene. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of great fight choreography oh, throughout, God, the yeah, throughout the movie. The, the hallway movie. scene in that apartment. Like that Chechenian yes. oh, in the apartment stairs, scene the in the stairwell is fantastic. Marvel does a great job with their stairway fights, yes, don't they? they do. Hands, honestly, my favorite character in this movie, though, hands down, Black Panther. What a great way of introducing a character without just jackhammering him into a script. Uh, yeah, Amazing, they, huh? They, they gave him his own character arc that weaved in perfectly in between with all the others, yeah. and it was just I, I did not expect that kind of a character arc from a right. from a second level character in the, in this yeah. movie. Yeah, I'm Hawkeye. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but even still, the the reintroduction of some characters like Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Thought you were tired. Yeah, shot 18, hit 18. Get missed. <laughs> that was the first time for everything. How did you look? <laughs> oh, and um, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Oh, my God. Paul Rudd is a national treasure. <laughs> I'll just go on record for saying that. Your shield, Captain America. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Who's this? This is your conscience. We don't talk much anymore. <laughs> Hi. You know, sorry about that thing in the compound. Yeah. It won't happen again. Tic tac, <laughs> tic tac. <laughs> and if anybody right. else has any su- hidden superpowers that they ha- that they want want to uh, share, now, now is, is the, the time. time. <laughs> it may work. I may rip myself in half. <laughs> Just throw this with this at him. Yeah. Oh my god! I thought that was a water truck. <laughs> there is uh, God. There is just so much fun about this movie. I remember just like everybody when we went to go see it. Yeah. There wasn't any... Nobody walked out of that movie saying, this movie sucks. Oh, no. No, 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 no not It just... It worked on so many levels. Espe- it worked. Especially, you know, we gotta say, Spidey's intro. Mm-hmm. But when you boil it down, the... Just the arguments between Steve and Tony. And and that's the thing. Is you can see both sides. Of yeah. 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 I, I love it because for every joke that they throw in there perfectly, there is a... There is a Deep serious moment. But, yeah. Well, even during the serious moments, like they were all when they were all meeting in the Avengers headquarters yeah. and they were discussing it. You know, you, you see Steve having this conversation with Brody, you know, Rhodey and 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 Tony's just kind of sitting in the background quietly. Yeah. And Steve says because he's already decided. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like he know. You know, if the, if anybody knows Tony beyond Rhodey, it's Steve. Right. It's. I mean, it for, worked. I mean, it works. For for me, the reason why it's my favorite comic movie of all time is because I think they there is not a single thing in this movie that I thought they did wrong. I, no, I thought they, I, for I me, agree. Th- this is a perfect. I, no, movie. It's, it, it, there's not really nothing you can pick apart on this movie. No. Right. All right. Moving on up. I, I believe Joe, this is you. No, I did. I did. I just did a Civil War. This is your turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So number four, new to the list. Yeah. The Avengers. What have I to fear? The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Yes. I've met them. Yeah. Takes us a while to get any traction, I'll give you that one. But let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod. 
a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. I'm kind of surprised this wasn't higher. Um, I am too. This was a... Alright, as the person who did most of the tabulations on this thing, really with the exception of number one, the these other three spots, four, three, and two... Were pretty tight. Were pretty tight, and mm. for a while, it was it was kind of a, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah, it, it, they, they each one, each one of these was number was two. Was at number at two point. at some point in the last week or two. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, it is. The Avengers is the one that that. Speaking of proof of confidence, uh, proof of concept. This. Well, was this is this was, this was the movie we were all waiting for. Yeah. I mean, I I, I hate to say it, and, and Andy's probably going to rip me apart for saying this, but this was the Justice League movie we we, we wanted. I will agree with that. I will completely agree with that. Uh, Steve also writes, by the way, who would have guessed that Marvel selling off the movie rights to their most popular characters back in the nineties. Would inadvertently make Iron Man and Thor A-list superheroes. Fucking Thor! Again, but he, but you know what? He's right. Yeah. Because the Avengers always took a backseat to the X-Men. Yeah. When we were reading the comics, absolutely. Always. Absolutely. I was an X-Men fan. I never really cared for the Avengers. Nobody cared for the Avengers. Everything was X-Men. Through the 90s up to, and through the aughts, it was all X-Men. Yeah. But what... What the Avengers is, it, the Avengers is an excellent movie on its own. It was on my list. What works about the Avengers is it's the culmination of four efforts to bring these characters together. Yes. Yeah. And it's a successful payoff <clears throat> to that. Now, back to the DCEU for a second. This is what happens when you introduce characters and give them backstories and even give slight nods and backstories to side characters. Right. Even if they're not fully fleshed out backstories because like, like uh, I want to call her Scarlet Witch, Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yes. They had an introduction. You kind of had a little idea. You get a little taste. And then by the time they were introduced, like, oh yeah, them. And yep. there we go. This movie works for that sole reason. This movie does a great job of essentially... Making them reluctant. These guys are reluctant to work with each other. Right, oh. because they have no reason to. They have no reason the first to. Time, the first time they meet, uh, like Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor meet, they decimate an entire grove forest. Yeah. You know, power level's at 400%. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, that was some great stuff. The, the fights between them was great. The stuff oh, with oh. Thor whacking Cap's shield. shield. And just, boom. Yeah, wiped out the forest. It was, it was fantastic. Loki is a great villain. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know Loki gets props for being, like, the only good Marvel MCU villain, which, again, we just had this conversation. Right. Um, he, he's, for me, he's the best. He is the best, and he works really Second well. best for me, after Michael, after Michael, after the Vulture. Oh, I would okay. never, yeah, I would right. never yeah. think I would say the Vulture. Hey, you know what? Adrian Toomes, like, it, kicks Loki's bad. ass. It's not bad. I, I, I can't disagree with you. Yeah. I just, you know, the, the thing with this movie is, and it's, I say it time and time again, I can't believe they fucking pulled it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because this is, this is where the conversation changed. Yeah. Yes. Everything the, before it, even the four Marvel Universe movies before it, but everything that came before it. Well, because the four, the four previous movies were standalone. We knew, well, we knew there, there was an interconnected universe. Right. But this is the first one that put it. Yes, well, this everything is... It moved the entire thing 
forward. You finally, the, it was there. They finally completed it, and they're moving forward. It's, and it's, everything it's, now is compared to the Avengers. It's the first movie in history <clears throat> has taken multiple different franchises and, put them and united them. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it, it tells you something that my only real complaint about this movie, how it's aged, is Captain America's suit. That, oh. Honestly, the worst Marvel costume I think I've ever seen in the MCU. It, it, I mean, yeah. It, it, but that's really my only complaint about the movie. It, it looks really dumb. Yes. On, on future, on, on further viewings, it still oh, stands look. out as looking awful. Yes. There is a visible zipper in that costume. Yes. So, yeah, not a fan. I love the win- I, I love the Captain America solo movie stuff. I love the costume that they had in uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, not a big fan. And I've always I've talked the fi- first fifteen minutes are kind of meh. Yeah, for, well, first 15 minutes is because it's kind of like getting everything all but the But once they get on the helicarrier, things really pick up. Yeah. Dude. Things work really well, and the way they, they interact with each other. Did you ever think in a million years we would see the fucking helicarrier right, exactly. in a movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I've seen everything, but you 10 bucks you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ryan pays it off. Yeah, he does. <laughs> hey, I understand that reference. Yeah. That man is that playing Galago. You <laughs> didn't think you didn't think we'd notice, but yeah. <laughs> oh. but just know he is my brother. He killed forty eight. Pe- he killed uh, twenty four people in forty eight hours. He's adopted. He's adopted. <laughs> There's so much to love about this movie. The the, the cast gels really well. The, I don't. The the one thing that I love about the, the the casting in this movie is the chemistry isn't lacking anywhere. No. No, and the fact there's, that they all kind of, there's like no competition for attention or time. Right. You know, everybody kind of gets their fair due. Does mother know you worth her gra- her drapes? Her drapes. <laughs> That's actually my text message alert for him. Nice. <laughs> it just it the whole the whole thing it just it it, it moves the story forward. Yeah. And in a way that it, it works again works very very well as its own standalone movie, but moves this. Juggernaut. Yeah. yeah, it's got a lot of heavy lifting, and it, it, it succeeds so many different oh, ways. Yeah. Especially for who you perceive to be weaker characters, like Hawkeye. I mean, I'm glad they gave Hawkeye something to do other than just be the guy who shoots arrows. Yeah, yeah. Making him a villain for the first two thirds of the movie is a great idea. Black Widow. Black Widow's kind of a yeah. dull character. They did a great job with her. In fact, she's the tie that binds well, all of these movies. Oh, dude, well, it was after this that from you the want Avengers. You. She's your go-to. It's like after this, it's like. Well, not really after this. It's after the next movie. Yeah. That people were clamoring for. Black. We need a Black Widow movie. I mean, right. f- first we've got the scene where she inter- she's quote quote unquote interrogating the Russian mobsters. Oh, that was great. And then we get the scene where she's interrogating Loki. Loki. Yeah. And she like, she seems to break down. It's like, uh, and then she gets that piece of information. It's like she snaps right out of it. It's like, okay, I got it. The mewling quim. Yeah, it just it just simply has a lot and the fact that they opened the door immediately after Yeah. Yeah. For Thanos oh, yeah. was brilliant. Oh yeah. That was just you well, yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't think the reason it, it's it's my number two. It used to be my number one, and the main reason for that is because of that panning shot. Where oh, it shows the, the three sixty the three sixty, all the Avengers united. It's like that was something it, it, you it, never in the list of all-time great years. superhero reveals. I mean, obviously you saw all the heroes before, but that reveal that is the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. that that's up there. That's up there with the Michael Keaton 
Batman, Batman. you know, the thing, no, the thing where he just, you know, does the thing and I'm Batman. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman coming out of the, the foxhole. Yeah. yeah. That's in there. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is definitely in there. All right, moving on. Mike. Yeah, screen off. All right, there you go. There we go. Number three, her previous list winner. Number three is The Dark Knight. Those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. Then why do you want to kill me? (laughs) I don't don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. Wow. I'm surprised it was number three. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm surprised it's not number one. Steve writes the Dark Knight is probably just the right amount of grim dark that it does come off as a pander to fanboys. Alright. We we talk about this movie a lot. I don't feel like we need to put a whole lot into this movie, especially because no. we talked for a shitload about the Six years ago, yeah. And well, we also in the last, you know, the last with with Batman Begins, yeah. I mean, The Dark Knight is just like Super Spider Man Two, an excellent movie, just movie. Period. It works regardless of suits, regardless of recognizable characters, but at the same time, as a comic book movie, as a comic book nerd who loves Batman, this is the Joker. Like I said earlier. This, this is a Joker I never thought I wanted. This yeah. is a character study of the Joker. Yeah. This is what it is. Brilliant. And that yeah. is what pisses me off about them wanting to do an origin story for the Joker. We don't need it. We've no, already we got don't. the we, Joker we, movie. And hell, in this movie, we've got three different origins all, all at once. Pick which one you exactly. want. Exactly. It's it, but it's not so much as an origin story. Again, it's a character study of no. what the Joker is. He's yeah. never going to tell the truth about what happened to him. K- the, the Joker isn't a person. He he is an idea. He is right. chaos. Yeah. And that's all you need he, to know. He is the other side of the coin of Batman. Right. Not even so much because Batman, Batman himself is in order. He's he's pretty chaotic too. Eh, he's he's like 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 Alfred said. Also, the first Batman that doesn't kill. But, like uh, Alfred said, some men just want to watch, watch the, the world, world burn, burn. So, and that's all the Joker is. So that's the, Batman is chaotic law and is chaotic uh, good. Chaotic lawful, and, and he's the chaotic, Joker is chaotic evil. evil. Yeah. And it works. And it, it works, works so yeah. well. I still get get just goosebumps watching Heath Ledger. Yeah. I was watching The Dark Knight on HBO a few weeks ago, and it's just like, it's I just I just I watch him and I quote the way he does his lines. And I'll just I'll just repeat them right back to the screen. I yeah. just it's a, it's a small thing, but I love how he's like constantly like licking his lips. Right, exactly. Which is what you would do if you had two open scars on your right. you know yeah. open wounds on your right. mouth. Yeah. He nailed it. It, it, yeah. is. it seriously, it, it's a good movie. It's got a lot of pathos to it. Yeah, I mean, I, what I love about it, this doesn't get talked about a lot is how good Christian Bale is as Bruce Wayne in this movie, especially after um, Rachel is killed. Yeah. Yes, because you see that scene where he's sitting there and he's kind of like he's got the mask off, but he's still in the bat suit, and he's just telling Alfred, and he, Alfred knows the truth already, and he's like, "She was gonna pick me, Alfred." And he just lets it go. Yeah. Yep. It was. It, it's just it's such a. It's a great little acting moment that people just tend to forget about. But again, they, because 
it's a Joker movie. Right. It's the focus is on Joker and everything is on Heath Ledger. Right. Heath Ledger carried that carried that movie. movie. Exactly. And again, it's nothing against Christian Bale as Batman right. Bruce Wayne. He did an admirable job, but it, it was all yeah, on Nobody yeah. knew what, what Heath Ledger was gonna bring to this project until they saw it and then just like Well fuck it. Whoever plays the Joker next is fucked. <laughs> and no, you no, you get it wrong. Oh, God. Yeah. Please, um, let's not. Let's but not. But, I mean, honestly, it, it's so much a Joker movie, though, that I, I think the the climax, like, as soon as you take Joker out of the movie, when you have the finale with uh, Two-Face, yeah. Harvey Dent, I, it didn't come off as strongly as I was hoping for because the movie was so based around the Joker that as soon as the Joker was not in the movie... It was less for it. It easily could have moved to the next movie. Yeah. It yeah. really could have. I understand I, I, why they had to do it. Yeah, I, but for me, if it was just the Batman and the Joker, that would have been right. a much, much stronger movie right. alone. Not, yeah. I don't Again, the movie has aged extremely well from it's still, it's, nine it's, years old. It's still old, phenomenal. Still imminently watchable. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's, just, it's a good... Uh, yeah, actually, I, I, was, I, I walked, uh, walked out and, and just caught it on... And it was the scene where um, the the two boats were trying to decide whether or not to blow the yeah. boat, each other up. Right. And as soon as that like that like that huge you know crook you know grab sticks it, like, I'm going to do what you should have done. He just throws it out the window. Yeah. And goes to sit. I'm like, that is brilliant. Yeah. It's it just it kept me on the edge of my seat when I saw it. I yeah. was blown away. That. I, which was nice. I love when I watch a movie. I don't feel like I'm watching. Like I I, I didn't feel. Like, I was watching a Batman movie. Right. right. I was watching this great movie. This yeah. This great ter- movie about a terrorist who has just, just got the upper hand the entire time. Yeah. Right. And but and, and and he's not doing it for, like, money or fame. He just... He's doing it because he can. Right. And exactly. He, 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 he sets a pile of money on fire right, yeah. because he can. Oh, no. You're right. You can take my half. Yeah. Just the whole pile's on fire. All right. Joe, I All think right. you're up. Number, Number two. two. Now, this is my favorite Captain America movie. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And arguably, my number one comic book movie. I heard they couldn't bring in the choppers because of the RPGs. What, did you use a stealth shoot? No. These. I thought you said you were a pilot. I never said pilot. I can't ask you to do this, Sam. You got out for a good reason. Dude, Captain America needs my help. There's no better reason to get back in. Where can we get our hands on one of these things? The last one is at Fort Meade, behind three guarded gates and a 12-inch steel wall. Shouldn't be a problem. Dude, I, remember, I still remember watching, watching the footage from Comic-Con when they uh, when they did the reveal of Captain America: The Winter Soldier, yeah, that crowd exploded. They I, didn't expect it because no. we hadn't been treated to this high profile of a of a character arc. I mean, coming off of the Avengers, right? Steve writes as a genuinely taunt, high stakes spy thriller with a diverse cast and a game changing twist that affected the status quo of the whole franchise. Are you watching WB? No, didn't think so. I mean, but, honestly, the Cap- Captain America as a character in the comics until the Ed Brubaker run where he brought in the Winter Soldier, right. he was definitely 
He was nobody's real favorite, right? Yeah, no, he was a he was he was floating on C level, D level, yeah, kind of. But as soon as they brought in that character and the relationship, that but was a game changer. That's the thing. My fav- my absolute favorite moment in any of the MCU mo- movies is when Cap when he when that when Bucky the mask comes off comes off. Yeah. He looks up and Cap realizes. Who it is? Mm. That look of like on his face, like it's just like you. Chris Evans said nothing. It was it was all with his yep. his facial expression, and it, you saw his heart breaking. And then it, when when they're in the in the van, you now he's captured by Hydra. He's just sitting there. He you he could probably break out if he wanted right. to. He didn't want to. Yeah, he was defeated just by that moment. Yeah. Right. What I love about just like the Dark Knight, this doesn't feel like a superhero movie. No. Right. No. It's a. It's, I mean, it's a. It's a seventies political sci. Uh, uh, a, a, spy a, thriller. A spy thriller. Exactly. This, and Robert Redford. The fact that they got him, which is brilliant casting. And, but I mean, beyond that, who would have thought that the, the a couple of comedy directors like the Russo, the Russo brothers, 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 right, could do this? They are excellent action directors. They oh, are phenomenal. There were so many great. The elevator scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, uh, the fight scene between Bucky and Cap. It, Which one? Well, in the street, the first one. Yeah. yeah. That's great. The just they, they there was a lot of great tense moments with like uh, with uh, Nick Fury, you know, being chased they, they, in the car, yeah, and the being car trapped chase. in the car. Um, the stuff on the boat with Batroc. Oh, oh yeah. There was. Just, all in all, it for, just for a throwaway villain. That was actually a pretty good scene. Yeah. But how about Betty and Accounting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, the back and forth between um, Black, Black Widow, Widow and Cap, Cap was fantastic in that movie. But then with uh, with Cap and Sam, oh, oh that was great stuff. Sam. On your left, on your, no, don't say it. Don't, don't say, say it. it. <laughs> on your left, damn it! What the? <laughs> well, yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. Take another lap. Yeah. <laughs> you did. <laughs> What I love, what I love about it too, was you could really judge an entire franchise based on the movies that come out. I mean, and again, this is something it really you can only do it for the Avengers because they're the only ones that have done this. Right. You look at those three movies that came out, those three standalone movies that came out after the Avengers, and yeah, I understand Dark the Dark World's got its critics, but I think they did a good job just. Moving away from all that, yeah. Iron Man Three's got his critics. Too. Iron Man Three's got his critics, and I still I think it's. I, I love. I, 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 I don't have a problem with Iron Man. 3. I don't I have a problem with Iron Man Three at all. But with the Winter Soldier taking essentially the character that got the movie that people tend to forget about. I mean, obviously, time has been kinder to um, the, first, the first Avenger than than like Thor, right? Yeah. Um, but. The Winter Soldier is the first one to really move the character of Captain America in the cinematic universe up, excuse me, above and beyond right. everything. Right. And it just, it works so well. The you, you can tell Chris Evans has really found his, you know, has found a comfort zone. Yeah. Yes. Some of the lines he has. Well, what are you going to do tonight? Well, most of the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead. So. <laughs> I would go so far as to say... The Captain America trilogy is the best trilogy in the MCU. I will agree with that. Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah, I don't agree with that. All three of these movies are great. All three of these movies ended up on the list. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's, it's the only one where all three with the, the trilogy, trilogy. Yeah. with the trilogy. Um, obviously, in terms of, of, of whole movies, we haven't gotten that far yet. But but again, but all in all, the Winter Soldier is I a fantastic movie. And again, 
it can work as a standalone movie, which Absolutely. I think is a testament to the to, to I mean, for the most part, with most of the movies in the MCU, with a couple of exceptions, most of these movies can stand well on their own if they're right. well yeah. done. Um, you know, obviously, you don't count the first, the origins. You don't count Doctor Strange or Ant Man, but. You know, these sequels, if they can stand alone, if you can just sit and watch it without having much context for what happened before, it, it just, it's a brilliant way of doing stuff. Yeah. I, I loved it, too, because they really built on Nick Fury. Yeah. Yes. It's the one character they never really built that much on. No, Nick Fury had always just been a side, a cameo appearance almost. Yes. He's the angel on your shoulder to tell you what you know what to do. Here, he was a legitimate side character. Between, you know, telling the story about his grandfather, you know, carrying the bag of money home. Yeah. Yeah. And then just the stuff about him and his relationship with Robert Redford and, and all that. And I, I'd seen the trailer. I'd seen the clips of him, like after the after quote unquote after his death. Yeah. But damn it, I thought they might have killed him off. I thought so too. Well, when I was watching that movie, I was like, dude, did they just kill off Nick Fury? Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our honorable mentions real quick. These are the movies that just barely, <laughs> barely got made votes. the list. No, no, these all are the ones barely, that just barely made the list. Uh, up until about two days ago, there was only one honorable mention. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, in terms of honorable mentions, we'll just quickly run down the list. Do you have anything to say? Weird, this is a weird list of honorable mentions. It is a weird list. Um, our former number 20, yeah. Mystery Men. Uh, we got The Rocketeer. I love that movie. I do. No, that is such I, a I, I, I do movie. love that movie. It doesn't get the yeah, love it deserves. Yeah. V for Vendetta was a strange one for me that it made it so high on this list because... I think it's a good movie unless you've read the comic book. You see, I... It, oh. I, yeah, I the comic Alan, book, Alan Moore comic books don't translate well into a No, place. they translate like shit. Which this is why one he is, just owns them all. Right. This movie isn't bad as a movie, but V for Vendetta was like the first like Vertigo comic book I ever read. Yeah. So I have a very soft spot in my heart for the book. This just It didn't do as well, but I know a lot of people like it. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. It's just it, it didn't really stand out for me. Right, it didn't for me either. The original Spider-Man, which I'm surprised because this pretty much saved comic book hero. Comic it, book did. it did, it did. Um, and, and 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 notwithstanding X-Men, which did okay. X-Men came out in 2000. Yeah, X-Men, right. X-Men came out in the year. Yeah, before. but X-Men wasn't as big of a hit as I think people remember it being. No, no Spider-Man. It, it was, I think X-Men was like. Three or four. Oh, it wasn't even that. It was it was low. It grossed just over $100 million. Spider-Man was the was biggest grossing movie in 2002. Yeah. It was huge because, one, this was a beloved character. Right. This was the one character that everybody was waiting but for. But I think all of the love for this movie went to Spider-Man 2. Yes. Yeah. I think it was yeah. concentrated there. And then finally, and I was a little heartbroken this didn't make the list. This just barely didn't make the list. Logan. I still have not watched it. You have not watched Logan. Uh, yeah. I, I oh, like Logan. Logan is a wonderful conclusion for the Wolverine character and for the Charles Xavier character. Quite honestly, it's I, unless my, they bring him back for uh, Deadpool. I don't know. I just I, you, you don't know, think Hugh Jackman would would you don't think Ryan Reynolds would do everything he can to bring Hugh Jackman? You know what? I don't think I don't think Wolverine will appear, but I think uh, Hugh Jackman might appear. Right. I think that. I mean, honestly. Logan is a well again, just like Winter Soldier, just like The Dark Knight. It's a good movie. Yeah. It what? Yeah, and I was talking to Mike about this. I was wa- rewatching Logan, and I'm like, this just doesn't even feel like a superhero movie. And Mike's like, yeah, until the clone. I'm like, oh yeah, the clone. Now, did you? Damn it! Did you watch the black and white? I did. Which is better, the black and white? Oh, well, the black and white. I'm a. 
You know me, I'm a film nerd. So if you if you can make a movie in convincing black and white, yeah, I'll I'm on it. Yeah, honestly, for for the movie up until they bring in the clone, I thought this is a fantastic movie. Then they bring in the clone, and it's a bit of a downer of an ending. So that that knocked it down a few few steps. Right. That's what I also think that. it might be too new and not as well seen as yeah. some of the other newer movies on the list. Yeah, like Wonder Woman and uh, Spider Man. We'll see where it lands on episode 250. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's recap our, before we get to our number one, let's recap our uh, top ten. Uh, number ten, X-Men First Class. Number nine, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number eight, Spider-Man 2. Number seven, Iron Man. Number six, Deadpool. Number five, Captain America, Civil War. Number four, The Avengers. Number three, The Dark Knight. And number two, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And our number one movie, which Steve says, that time the guy who directed Tromeo and Juliet was handed the reins to an action movie starring the fat doofus from Parks and Recreation in a film based on characters... Nobody cared about Greenlit by Disney just in case they needed a different space opera if the deal with Lucasfilm fell through was the biggest movie of the summer with the biggest soundtrack and the most merch sales. Well played. <laughs> yeah, this, this, uh, I am talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. The guards wear security bands to control their ins and outs. I need one. Leave it to me. That dude there. I need his prosthetic leg. His leg? Yeah. God knows I don't need the rest of them. Look at them, he's useless. All right. And finally, on the wall back there is a black panel. Blinky yellow light. You see it? Yeah. There's a Quarnix battery behind it. Purplish box, green wires. To get into that watchtower, I definitely need it. How are we supposed to do that? Well, supposedly these bald bodies find you attractive, so maybe you can work out some sort of trade. You must be joking. No, I've really heard they find you attractive. Yeah, you see, I am... Lovable losers I'm surprised this is number one. But at the same time, I'm not surprised this is number one because this has wide, broad appeal. Wide, this broad appeal. is the most uncomic book movie, absolutely, of all comic book movies. I mean, this this movie honestly came out at perfect time before The Force Awakens. You, if right. this had come oh, yeah. out after The Force Awakens, it would have done really well. It wouldn't have done as well because people were begging for a space opera. Right. You do not need... Here's the key to being a great super, uh, great comic book movie. You don't need to read the fucking comic book. Right, because this has nothing this in has common. Beyond, beyond the basic characters, this has right. nothing yeah. in common but with the canon. But what did they do? They essentially made well-written characters with great character development that moved them through the entire movie. Yep. This movie has so much heart. Oh, has so Has so much... You just... Uh, we are Groot. We are Groot. Yes, it was such a fun movie. I, I, I remember going... We I mean, we watched it in the theater a couple yeah. of times. It was just each time. It, it's still fun each yeah. time I watch it. I, I legitimately... I mean, when we did our, event, our, our MCU show, this is, my top, this is the top of my list. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. I genuinely love this movie. There's oh, yeah. so much about this movie to love... There's all the characters. All the characters are well done. Yeah. The supporting characters. Who, rocket fucking raccoon. A raccoon. Dude, a raccoon and a tree. He just made us love a talking foul-mouthed raccoon who rides on the shoulder of a, a walking, a talking, talking tree. tree. Who can always say three words in one order. He seriously. And again, this is the movie that just. This was the this was that you know well Marvel's gonna fail on this one and we'll see what happens after this. Right. How are they gonna nobody re- nobody th- this, 
like like you said, everybody thought this was going to be kind of like the the scratch. Okay, yeah. this is the one. This is the one. Yeah. This is the record right. scratch right here. <clears throat> and what they did was like James Gunn was the ideal oh, director yeah. for this movie. Chris Pratt was the ideal Star Lord. And can and can we say how? Perfectly, they used the music in this movie. That's, that's the, the opening, soundtrack is another character. Well, the soundtrack, exactly, the soundtrack is a character in this movie. From the opening sequence to "Come and Get Your Love," yeah, yeah. you know, he's sitting there, sit, you know, he's just like strutting, singing, you know, he's dancing. He grabs, he grabs, he grabs things are singing into it. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Uh, movie. Uh, I mean, I. I there's so much good in this movie. I and again, this is I, I think I know one person who doesn't like this movie out of hundreds of people, and I, yeah. she's still wrong. <laughs> this is it, it just it seriously it it works it works it works on so many levels. Be, well, it works because it works. Yeah, there isn't anything I would change about this movie. I, the, the pacing is nice. It's it, it it's a nice neat pacing. It's not over long. It's just yeah. about two hours long. Um, introduce you know the introduction of each of the characters, the motivations for the characters. Actually, it's it's because of this movie that I started watching uh, uh, a Collider Movie Talk or right. AMC Movie Talk because they did they reviewed their the trailer, and it's it's where they they actually had um, like Kevin Feige, James Gunn, and um, uh, yeah, Peter Quill, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, yeah, they had them on there, and it's weird because like when like I guess. When James Gunn wrote like uh, the first draft of the script, he showed it to Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige looked at it and was like, "It's good, but um, can you make it more James Gunn?" Yeah. And so they were encouraging Jim Gunn to just make it as out there as possible. And well, he I think did. you kind of had to in a way. Because, and, yeah. You know, you kind of had to because yeah. how do you make you know how do you make a, a movie with a talking tree and a rack? Well, the work? beauty is too they had the freedom of not worrying because the fan base of the comic book is so small. Right, yeah. There wasn't this vocal fan base out there that was going to bitch and moan about everything. And trust me, I saw people, when they announced that this movie was coming out, people bitched and moaned about, well, Charlie 27 isn't in it. You know, right. Vance Astro isn't in it. Where's Yondu? Because right. Yondu is a supporting character in this one. Yeah. He's a good supporting character, and he doesn't look anything like well, he did in the, in, the, in, in the comic in the books. Yondu, in the original Guardians, he was a Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't a Ravager. He was just... A member of an alien race. Yeah, but what they did was they just they developed this great ecosystem of characters. Yeah. Um, and even characters like Gamora. Gamora could have easily been the, the weakest character in there. Her and Drax. Yeah. And they both worked really Dave, well on their Dave own. Batista. Dave Batista. Dave Batista is had like so one good or two this. acting roles before this. He had no acting roles oh, before okay. this. He was a he was a professional wrestler who got the role, broke down crying when he got the role, and then. Took about a year's worth of acting classes because he wanted to nail these lines. Because right. a lesser actor, you 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 do Drax's lines. If you don't get that timing right and you don't get that delivery right, you right. fail. Oh, I'm sorry, I was I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something, something else. else. <laughs> Nothing gets over goes I, over my I head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Yeah, just what? I would draw my thumb across his throat. <laughs> just the earnestness of his of his you know, just he you know he doesn't get it and he doesn't want to get it. He, he just, just doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. He don't. He doesn't care. Plus, I mean, it was such a great introduction to the like cosmic. Oh MCU. yeah, and that's where they're going now with the MCU. This this cosmic MCU is, opens the door to so many possibilities other than Earthbound. 
Marvel oh, characters. But now, but now, because you established the cosmic MCU, now with Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel is going to be the the crawl screen is going to focus on the crawl screen war. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the they, Skrull Cree War, Skrull, yes. whatever. They, they, I, I fly, gotcha. they fly into the into an orbiting he- skull of a celestial. Right? Yeah, that is fucking amazing. Well, I remember seeing that in the trailer, thinking that was ego, and I'm like, well, they got ego with the uh, Living Planet into a movie before they got Wonder Woman in. I guess one movie uh, away, <laughs> and it was still true. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, 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 no, yeah, no. After BVS, you kind of like cut the, yeah. that joke out. But still, Rocket Raccoon made it to a, like made it to the cinemas before Wonder Woman did. Yeah, it just it works. It just simply works. Yes. So anyway, it's our number one. It's our number one, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for 150 great episodes. Yeah. Yay, yay. Woo! Wow. Yeah. Well, you two are plotting about. It. I've been here all 150 of them. <laughs> Go me. I'm kidding. Of course. Hey, I've been here for 147 of them. All Jesus, right? you're right. Oh my God. So anyway, um, thanks everybody who voted. Thanks everybody for your support, listening to the show. We badgered their badgered for badgered those. everybody. I apologize to the bottom of my heart. What an asshole I was. I don't those. apologize. I'll do it again in a heartbeat. Good. You'll do the next set <laughs> next year sometime. Anyway, and I got to thank Catherine who couldn't be here, Jim who couldn't be here, Mike Mike C who couldn't be here. Yes. Oh, what the hell? Let's just thank Adam too while we're at it. Yeah, sure. Seen him we in miss years. Adam. Yeah. yeah, whatever. So. Anyway, next show. Oh my god, I, I, it's like I, I feel like if I'm not looking at a spreadsheet to tabulating votes, we're not doing the show anymore. <laughs> we're talking about video game fails. Epic fail. Yeah, so it should be fun because we're going to talk about uh, console fails, gaming fails, peripheral fails, PC fails, marketing I've, I've fails. Owned, I've owned probably half of them. You probably have. <laughs> I expect to see that Virtual Boy. <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea where the hell the Virtual Boy is. But it's, about the, I, it's somewhere in the, the Power Glove? No, I never had the, the Spawn uh, Dimension somewhere. Actually, just today, I uh, I found the... Um, actually, we, uh, we just threw it out, but we had the Super Scope from Super Nintendo. Oh, Jesus. So anyway, uh, if you have any memorable fails, anything that you begged your parents or Santa Claus to bring you and then it didn't at all match your expectations, <laughs> we want to hear about it. So you can email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us at uh, our Facebook page, which is Geek Salad Podcast, or at Geek Salad Radio at Twitter. <laughs> if you want to check out our archive, including the, the previous 10... Of our best of list, our worst comic book movie list, our original 2011 list. If you haven't listened to an RA machine on you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You can download the Podbean app right at the App Store or um, through the Google Play Store. You can also check out the podcast on Stitcher and uh, iTunes. However, those uh, archives are a little about, just about a year before they, they start scuttling them. Podbean will have everything. Yeah. Uh, if you're too lazy to go get the app, though, you can check us out at uh, geeksalad.podbean.com yep. or email us, respectively, if necessary. Oh, yes. I've got them all downloaded, yeah. so I can send them out. <laughs> so anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. Go forth and be nerdful. Hail Hydra, and we'll talk to you later. Got you, too. Yeah, you turn me on.
that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is wrong with giving tree here? Well, he don't know talking good like me and you. So his vocabulistics is limited to I and am and Groot. Exclusively in that order. 